The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. At the 600, it's still Marmazoo and Tutelage. These two out in front go together. There are a couple of lengths in front of Lib for the moment. And they were followed then by Stewboy. He's best off a racing around the outside of on the inside. There is Unbiased trying to get a run with Beige and Gold. Bully and Wolf coming. And they were followed by Play Me Now. It's these two though. It's our Namazoo in front. Tutelage is going with it. Namazoo. Tutelage on the outside. Namazoo and Tutelage. Tutelage. Maybe getting the better of Namazoo. Tutelage just in front. Tutelage in front of Namazoo. Tutelage in front of Tutelage won the cup. Macaroe flew to get second and third. Bullion Wolf, what a run. Then came Stewboy Namazoo. Best offer. That was the Cairns Cup last Saturday at Cannon Park. Taken out by Tutelage for Chris Whiteley and Janelle Ryan. Wrapping up a big couple of weeks for the Cairns Jockey Club. And attention now in the north heads to the Cairns Amateurs coming up on Friday. Friday, Saturday week as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab. Good morning from Tony Clements as we get set to look back at the weekend that was and lots of news coming up on the show today. We'll tell you about Mirrily's win in the Wombo Cup at Warra on the weekend. We'll check in on what happened in the Bluff Cup. Malvagio successful there at the Bluff Blackwater Amateurs on the weekend. And a jockey at Junda celebrating something of a milestone. Plenty of news to get through on the show today and as always helping us out with that news is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony, and uh, hopefully all well in Brisbane. It's all lovely out here in the uh, Central West with some really nice weather, Tony, at the moment as we count down to that big uh, TAB meeting at Bar Calden this weekend where the nominations are absolutely huge, 113 nominated and an eight-race program with that lovely TAB country prize money, Tony. Yeah, it's going to be a cracking weekend on the way, along with that uh, program there with Tab status there at Bar Calden. There's also racing this weekend. It's Surratt Cup Day for the Surratt Diggers, Mariba Cup Day in the north, Julia Creek and Bundaberg are racing as well. Yeah, exciting racing coming up, but it was certainly exciting watching that uh, Cairns Cup on the weekend, the Red Beret Hotel Cairns Cup over the 2100. And that young three-year-old uh, Namazoo uh, leading, uh, well, in a lead battle throughout with Tutelage. And what a great run by Tutelage to be able to stave off all challenges. And Chris Whiteley riding almost in peak form, you'd say. He's riding winners everywhere. But uh, this one won the Innisfail Cup at its last run. It was a big run that day for the Medaglia Oro as well. In fact, he's won three of his last four. But Mikuro absolutely flashed home at the end for Lacey Morrison. That would have capped off a brilliant day for Lacey because she had a double prior to it. But Namazoo, I thought, not disgraced um, stepping up to that. He could have gone into the uh, Daintree Guineas and wrapped up that whole series uh, for the Guineas. Uh, it was a four-year-old, the Guineas, wasn't it? I've got might have might have had that information wrong. Um, but he was he was a scratching from that race, so he was definitely in there. But uh, he was gallant in going into that and uh, trying to lead all the way with Tudelidge. But congratulations, Janelle Ryan. Chris Whiteley and uh, Makira, I'm going to keep an eye on this horse because um, I know he was one of the ones that was uh, sort of Country Cups challenge type horse last year. He may be headed that way again, Tony, but uh, it nearly capped off a great day for Lacey Morrison because she um, she had a good double on the day, but also Chris Whiteley, he had a corker of a day, uh, Chris did. Um, with the double as well, Tony. Yeah, Manu Pakita also with a riding double. And as you mentioned, Boom Brastic taking out the, uh, the Daintree Guineas uh, for 2021. Bubba Tilly and Daryl Hansen combining there. And uh, Nathan Thomas and Gary Dixon combining to take out the Lightning with Temple Rum was a, uh, a pretty good effort as well.
Yeah, let's look at a couple of these because Boom Bastic, uh, it ran or it placed in the uh, Mackay and Townsville Guineas, the spirit of Boom. So that was a deserved win as well. And Daryl Hansen, of course, uh, he took uh, the feature race last uh, week with Dr. Zeus. So Daryl's having a good trip up the uh, the coastline. Got to mention Temple Run for Gary Mudabara Dixon. Uh, Nathan Thomas riding this one. It's won its last four now. But interestingly, when we come to the Junda report, I'm going to mention this horse because it won a race that uh, the uh, the winner out there in the open uh, open sprint, of course, uh, was placed in. And we we're making that comment on the day. Well, after the win occurred at Junda, uh, you'd have to be looking at Temple Run in this Lightning Open, and it got up at very good odds. Um, as I said, won its last four and defeated Desert Cowboy and Bet on Love. And Lacey Morrison, of course, she had the double with Ruby July. Good to see this Bella Spree back. It's won four from five. In fact, its only defeat uh, came at the Gold Coast on the cutest day. And uh, Ruby July uh, now back in winning form. Uh, Lacey's other win came with a rise, my son, for Shalee de Villier. And Manu Potgita, he's going extremely well, uh, getting winners left, right and centre. Uh, tap the till a winner and Elva Saga what a grand mare this has become for Fred Whelan five from 26 but two wins in two seconds its last four a mare in form worth following defeated Rothman and uh, a Willie Good so across the board it wrapped up an absolutely fantastic uh, Cairns two weeks there and of course they now head to the uh, amateurs coming up which would almost commence your um going on tour career again, Tony? Oh, yes. I'm so looking forward to getting back <laughs> out on the road. It's a, uh, I know a lot, of, you know, and I'm only a very, very small uh, cog in everything, uh, but uh, a lot of things have been shut down over the last 18 months, two years with COVID. And I do miss getting out to some of the tracks, so I'm very much looking forward to getting to the Cairns Amateurs, getting out to Longreach for the Cup, getting out to Emerald for the 100, getting out to Roma for the Cup. Uh, yeah, try and stop me. You're always you're saving the best to last. Is, the way to put <laughs> is that it, what it? it is? Just going back to <laughs> Namazu there in the Cairns uh, Cup on the weekend, uh, it would have been so tempting for uh, the connections and Ricky Vale to try and make that Grand Slam of all of the Guineas after winning at Rockhampton, Mackay, and Townsville. But yeah, the lure of uh, taking on the uh, the big boys, so to speak, and the extra prize money too. You're talking about uh, eighty-seven thousand first prize in the Cairns Cup compared to twenty-seven and a half for the uh, the Daintree Guineas. There it would have been very, very tempting to try and make a clean sweep of the Guineas but at the same time, would have been very tempting to uh, to step up and see what sort of level they can get Namazu to, and I think he's going to be a very exciting horse for a lot of people to follow. Yeah, down the track, and next year's Cups uh, Carnivals, well, we'll be looking closely to him, and when we're talking about these jockeys riding in great form, you go back to Mackay last week as well on the Thursday, and... Uh, Ashley Butler, of course, came away with a treble uh, with Boomgate that's won two in a row now for Andrew Cameron. Fire King, uh, this cutest money went off with Olivia Cairns. Avocado Sunset, Jared Wheelow. Those, those horses all in uh, really good form. I've got to give special mention to Tom Starr, Damien Rideout from Thangool, combining with young Olivia Kendall, claimed the three. And at the good odds, the country form stacking up. Good on you, Damien. You went to town in Mackay. You got the win over Joel and uh, bold zip there on uh, Thursday of last week. So it's always good uh, when you get to see these horses coming from their country bases, performing well in those areas. They go into the provincials and they take home the goods. So it would have been a, an easy trip home, I would think, to um, 
Fangul on Thursday for them, Tony. And I want to give mention as well to Bubba Tilly. Uh, he had a treble at Dolby on Tuesday, including combining with Pap Webster, taking out the first two races there on patented and minted, and then backed it up with the uh, Daintree Guineas win there on Boom Brastic for Daryl Hansen on uh, Saturday at Cairns. So good to see these jockeys putting in the extra miles and getting around, and it's certainly paying dividends. Now, Rob, we had another cup on the weekend. It was the Bluff Cup. Malvagio, the favourite, got away as they went inside the 400 metre mark. It's four or five lengths in front. Delius has creeped in the second spot. The local is giving chase. They're followed by Dixie Preacher. Well back, Patrick's be made. Malvagio straightens up. A length and a half clear. Dix, uh, Delius, the outsider, is giving chase to Malvagio. They go to the 150. Malvagio and Delius. Malvagio in front. Delius, stride by stride, is coming after Malvagio. They come to the line and Delius got the Bob in maybe a nose over Malvagio. It's tight. They're followed by Jeff Roy, Dixie Preacher, and Patrick's me mate. It was a ding donger, as they say. Malvagio and Delius, Delius and Malvagio, all the way down the straight. The judge took a little while to be able to come up with the result, Rob. But the uh, Bluff Cup for 2021 going to Malvagio as part of a winning double for Olivia Kendall at the uh, Bluff Blackwater Amateurs on the weekend. Yeah, we just mentioned Olivia Kendall and a nose decision there, and uh, Scotty Power. There might have been a double for Olivia Kendall and a nose decision there, but there was a far wider decision in a very important event in your life, I believe, on Saturday night. The Bluff Rabbitohs. We need a full report, please, on the grand final. Yeah, no, everything sort of tracked out from the racing uh, down to the uh, Macca's Oval. And, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we've had home ground grand finals here before. This was the fourth one we'd hosted, uh, and we hadn't won any before Saturday night. But... Uh, to our credit, they took on the, the Claremont Bears, the Bluff Rabbitohs, and the Kelly Conway coach side came away victors, mate. 40 points to 18 over the Claremont Bears. A lot of young players on the Bears side. They're going to be uh, forced to be reckoned with in years to come. And you know, the minor premiership to Bluff, and they've also won the premiership and our first home ground win in the grand final, which is absolute credit to all the people involved with the club, the volunteers and sponsors, uh, the players and all the families. Um, yeah, no, it's a great atmosphere. Uh, celebrated for a little um, little bit on Saturday night and then Sunday, but the boys have um, all gone back to work um, as of yesterday. So I think it was a big load off all their shoulders, mate. Um, you know, being the fourth time we posted and never won and until um, Saturday night. So that was a, a tremendous uh, weekend for Bluff. I was going to make comment of that. I think it was good scheduling to have a Saturday night final, not only uh, being able to tap into the race crowd and everyone then go along to, to Mac is over, but then have a silly Sunday and not have to worry about Mad Monday, which meant we were then able to get you on a terrific Tuesday today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Tone. Good morning to you. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. And, yeah, no, Malvagio just held off, Delius. I think I think I made the call when, yeah, it might have been a half a stride after the line when it looked like he got the bob in. But, yeah, no, and I was sort of had the fingers crossed for the, for the locals, so particularly the Vague family, they do a lot of work out there at the track. With they train Delius, part own the horse, and yeah, no, just narrowly missed Malvagio, and that was a good effort. And Olivia Kendall, as you said, riding in great form, and and uh, Ray West, it was an emotional win because um, yeah, not, not not the best of health, his father, and um, we wish the family all the best. And there was a little bit of um, yeah, good good tonic uh, with Malvagio taking out the cup uh, narrowly over to Delius, Alicia Ross, and Ross Vague, and. Dixie Preacher a long way back in third spot. Uh, ten and a half lengths. In fact, Talia Fennon for Glenda Bell. But, yeah, no, a terrific two-horse war over the last 200. 
Scotty, that form, uh, that horse is in tremendous form. He's a five-year-old now by Wicked Style, but he's won his last three. I can remember reporting. I know there was a Gladstone win in there as well, but uh, Raymond West, he certainly got him in uh, great form. And as a result, he's gone out as the favourite, although it was a keenly uh, contested betting race too. It certainly was. And, um, you know, as you said, the, that makes it three on the bounce now for Malvagio because he won at Middle Mountain Gladstone before that on the weekend. But, no, tremendous to see him take out the Gillenbar Mine Bluff Cup. Now... The uh, lady jockeys, again, uh, dominated the day. And this Olivia Kendall will not only take the cup, but she commenced proceedings there with the, the win. Uh, locally trained uh, Billy Trimble and Cass events. And, of course, then the other winners came with Alicia Ross and uh, Nari Nelson and Alicia Donald. So the ladies scoring the whole program again. But take us through these wins. Firstly, Olivia Kendall with the opening event. Yeah, no, it was uh, Paul Bird Memorial Race Day and um, terrific to have the family and friends there on course to... Um, you know, just to have that memorable occasion um, as we celebrated Burnsy, who was a uh, passionate racing and also rugby league uh, supporter uh, in the area for a long period of time and uh, was sponsor of the race club and also assisted out there as a volunteer. And, and to have this uh, race in uh, Burnsy's honour was an absolute privilege for the club. And um, Cass Events, the local, got the money there, raced by a syndicate of owners and trained by Billy Trimble locally in Bluff. Olivia Kendall rode it to perfection and yeah, Cass Advance won at Dingo the week before, and that form line was pretty good because the 1,300 metres uh, was always going to be up at Sally, and, and she was simply too good for them. Uh, Kenny Skate got a long way back and got home nicely for second for Cody Collis and Clint Austin, and winding up in third spot was Shining Blue for James Baker and uh, Stacey Meskin, uh, who trekked up from Oakey with the team of horses. Um, yeah, but no, all credit to the winner, Cass Advance, and, and well done to the Billy Trimble stable. Yeah, it didn't take Stacey Meskin long, based in Oakey, and didn't take her long to bounce back into the winner's enclosure. In fact, the next race came along the cutest money in the maiden. Yeah, Bobby Bush uh, broke its maiden status, and uh, they collected the money, and, and I think they got a good price, Bobby Bush, too. Alicia Ross rode it to perfection, uh, bounced it out, was up in the firing line for most of the way, and it raced a win, way to win by three lengths in the end, Bobby Bush. Congratulations to uh, Shane Smith, the owner, and, and Stacey Meskin, the trainer, and I recognised the colours from a couple of years ago with Typhoon Zip in the Battle of the Bush final and you know, I had a quick yarn to them and, and uh, you know, thanked them for their support. They trekked up to Thangul on the, on the Friday, then came from Thangul over to Bluff on the Saturday and I guess they would have had a good celebratory drink uh, back there on Saturday night. But uh, too good for Sarasi, who got a long way back and run home nicely in the second spot, the favourite, uh, for Glenda Bell and Talia Fenlon and Beat Delight went up in third spot. Uh, for Cody Collis and Jared Wheelow. But, yeah, full credit to the women. Winner, Bobby Bush in race number two, the Macintosh Earthworks, Blackwater Quarries in Concrete, uh, cutest maiden plate. Then your new market handicap came along, and I, I haven't seen this horse since it ran fifth at Longreach uh, about a month ago. So a big gap in between runs, I thought. Necessitas, big odds for Billy Johnson and Nari Nelson combining for the win. Yeah, no, it was a good finish. Uh, only the five runners, but there, there wasn't much between first and first and last in the White House Group Newmarket Benchmark 65. And Necessitas, they joined in with a good run at about the, uh, 150 and, and Nari Nelson and Bevan Johnson combined. And um, yeah, Nari rode it to perfection. Necessitas, so I think it was around $13. I think I believe they bet in a five-horse field. So yeah, the outsider got the money over Mashani Fortune for Olivia Kendall and Ray West and Enterprise Grand for Alicia Ross and Clint Austin winding up in third spot. But full credit to the winner, Necessitas. I think, um, yeah, Chas Clifford is a share owner with uh, Bevan and also uh, Mel Johnson and also uh, G. Michael and uh, D. Barron. So congratulations to the connections of Necessitas in winning the new market. 
Yeah, and when you look at the benchmark 55 and you're doing your form lines, you see two wins and three placings in this last five for this Dawn approach gelding. Done it again. You'd have to put it on top, I would think, because Ross Meek's doing a great job with this horse, placing it well. And it did go out as favourite, I note, at $2.50. Alicia Donnellan, convincing winner. Yeah, well, Alicia's got a good association with the horse because she'd been riding it in the trials down in Rockhampton, um, leading up to its good form out in the West as well. And, and Ross Meek has done a great job with the horse. It looked in tip-top condition, and it was one of the better bets in the program, and it won accordingly, uh, raced by Ross and his brother Colin, and I've done it again, a very consistent galloper, uh, rated to perfection by Alicia Donald, and I was simply too good for them. Uh, Tiger Love, the local, trained by Billy Trimble, wound up in second spot, Olivia Kendall. And in third spot was My Mill for Cody Collis and Adrian Coombe. But no full credit to the winner. Uh, done it again. Uh, two lengths by three quarters, the winning margin. And, and as you said, that was the, the girls were riding the program. And um, once again, they outnumbered the boys. So we had to swap the jockeys' rooms around. And, and uh, no, it was a great day of racing on Paul Burr Memorial Race Day and, and Jellabar Mining Bluff Cup Day. You couldn't, you couldn't have planned it better having the Paul Byrne Memorial on the day of the grand final that was played in Bluff and uh, the whole crowd there. And as you said, he was a great supporter of the football and uh, what a result for the Bluff community. Now, how close did you go to... I reckon you went close to tipping the card. Maybe not necessitas, Scotty, but uh, you would have tipped that grand final win pretty well, wouldn't you? I was, I was um, $1.10. I got, I got told it was $1.10 by Nuggie Turnbull, but I didn't want to be that confident. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, it was yeah. Like we we had um, we had a pretty good side together, and the Claymont Bears had a lot of experience in their side as well. It was you know the first half was was a very good half of football. Um, you know, and a lot of errors I made in grand finals, and some errors did come up for both sides. And and then after the halftime break, our boys came out and and uh, you know they they weathered the storm in the first ten minutes of that second half, and and they were able to get a good uh, good handy lead to hold them off and. Um, no, it was a great weekend. We had a good band out at the racetrack called the Zach Cross Band. Uh, they played uh, to the crowd till around 9-ish. Um, but overall, it was a great great afternoon of racing with great support, great sponsorship. Um, and then down to the uh, Macca's Oval for the grand final. And, you know, we're very privileged. We're a once-a-year racing club uh, at the Bluff Blackwater Race Club. And, and to see things pan out how they did and um, the volunteers that do the work out there, um, the committee with... Um, uh, Mandy Vague and, and Marilyn Trimble, uh, Ross Vague and, and Warren McLaughlin, all the, and the small band of workers that get out there. Hannah Vague's done a tremendous job. She had caps sent up from various trainers and Gay Waterhouse and, and Kieran Maher and, and uh, Danny O'Brien and all, those, all of those southern uh, counterparts. Um, and in the first event, we had the nine jockeys come out with their caps on from the Gay Waterhouse stable, and, and Hannah was able to get a nice photo of that, and we'll send that down to, to Gay as, uh, as a bit of a memorabilia. You should have hit that. Winner. I was going to say, Scotty, you should have hit Nugget up for um, you know taking the uh, the Rabbitohs at the line. You could have got a dollar ninety for you know, for the thirteen plus or something like that. <laughs> no, it would have been great, mate. Where are you off to next, mate? I've got a little bit of a break until next Monday. Uh, we've got the TAB meeting um, up in Emerald next Monday, um, and then after that it'll, it'll be um, not till Twin Hills. Uh, Andrew Watts will be doing the Springshaw meeting for me on the eighteenth of September, um, and then uh, Twin Hills on the. T- 25th, and then we've got Emerald, uh, Emerald 100 meeting uh, coming up in the second week of October. That's all rolling around very quickly. Well, great to hear all that news out of Bluff on the weekend. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We'll let you get back to your terrific Tuesday, and uh, well done to the Rabbitohs on the weekend.
Hey, thanks, boys. Well, good morning, dear, and good morning, everyone. Scott Power there checking in after all of the news for us for the uh, Bluff Blackwater Amateurs on the weekend and the uh, the Bluff Cup program there and the Bluff Cup going to Malvagio. Well, we, uh, we'll look back at another cup on the weekend very soon. Brett Moody's going to chime in with the news out of what happened at uh, Warra on the weekend, merrily taking out the Wombo Cup. But we also want to celebrate a bit of a milestone at uh, Junda on the weekend and also pay tribute to a uh, very impressive race win. Jason Misson with a riding double there on the weekend. And better than gold, it's gone up and tried to show superior speed at the 600, but can't cross Bootshaker with about a half length back to Drayman. Car Kenny on the outside, Zillator moving up nicely, and Fully Max trying to track that runner into the race. Zukas past the 400 metres mark, tacking on, coming three wide as Drayman sweeps up on the outside of Better Than Gold and Bootshaker back along the rails and Zillator in the centre, four across the track. Back behind them is Fully Max. They come down past the 200 metres mark. And down the outside, Drayman gets itself in front. Drayman, Bootshaker coming back, but Drayman under the whip. Bootshaker driving, Bootshaker. Bootshaker gets up by three quarters, came again to defeat Zillator. And then we go back to Drayman. In behind them, Zukas drifting back to the tail of the... Rob, we're getting very familiar with some of these names uh, thanks to the last couple of seasons of races like the Battle of the Bush and the Country Cups Challenge. Bootshaker there beating Zillator and Drayman in the Baku Shire Open over the 1,000 metres at Junder on the weekend. And this was the race program that replaced the Batuta leg of the River Circa as we've lost that uh, due to COVID restrictions this year. But a great meeting by the sounds of things there at Junder. Yeah, and it's the first of the country meetings and it was, if you like, bought forward from the 1st of September to enable the uh, prize money to be allocated. That was the first of the country meet, race meetings to operate at that new prize money level of 8500 with 6000 to the winners. That was a, a lovely gesture by Racing Queensland to do that for that particular meeting. But, oh, Tony, look at the, look at this horse, Bootshaker. He's a 12-year-old. What a credit to Raymond Williams and uh, part owner Tracy Leake. This horse ran at the Carinia Picnics, ran second first over the two days. He he was the one that I was mentioning earlier behind Temple Run, went to Townsville, led them up to about 3.50 out. He's only finished about five lengths from Temple Run. And then he appears out there at uh, at Junder on the weekend, a 12-year-old. He scores his 12th win out of 62. Absolutely beautifully ridden by Jason Misson because um, better than goals are a renowned speedster and it did go up to attack it, but Jason didn't get involved in any speed battle. They didn't go helter-skelter at that point. And he was able to just keep him in a nice rhythm, use the rails to advantage coming into the straight. It's only a straight that's uh, roughly 250 metres. And uh, he just kept something in the reserve and, and he was too strong. And you mentioned the uh, Battle of the Bush um, and the country uh, stampede. Well, Zillator, Drayman, Fully Maxed have all been competitors as well as Zukas, as well as Karkar Kenny, who returned, returned to the race uh, track. Only beaten less than six, so good to see him back. But that's a strong little field for a 12-year-old. He's racing in fine fettle and doing a great job. And, uh, yeah, that form line existed there for Temple Run later in the day for anyone following the odds up there in the uh, the Cairns program. But uh, there was a, a very significant... There's lots of stories behind these winners at Junda. And, and firstly, Tony, may I compliment Dan Pittman and the, the president and his committee because this was the additional meeting. You pointed that out in regard to Batuta being replaced. Now, some clubs approach traditional uh, additional meetings with the approach, well, we've got to run a race meeting, let's do it. But Junda used it, if you like, as a prequel to their Junda Cup meeting, which is on Sunday, October the 3rd. Everything was decked out beautifully like it would be on Cup Day. There was fashion of the field. Uh, they had music going. They had the bar and everything, of course, operating. Tables decorated beautifully. And they really used it, if you like, as a, as a pre-runner 
to their major cup day and they got a lovely crowd of around 200 turning up to Junda and uh, ended up a, a great day and plenty of stories abound but I've got to apologise to Brett Moody because I should have known this and I apologise to Michael Chappell. Michael rode his 100th winner on skull for Les Baker and it ran like a scolded cat halfway through. It was about three and four and five in front and he was able to just let it roll along but I remembered... Uh, probably last night, that, yes, I've heard that uh, Michael Chappelle's name mentioned on Bushbeat lately when Brett <laughs> Moody was commenting that he wanted Michael to be riding him the 100th winner uh, at Warra on the weekend, and I missed it totally, Brett. And, Michael, I do apologise that I wasn't able to give that a feature uh, during the run, but Skoll ended up a great result for the uh, connections there. Had good odds over surprise selection and Nixie Boy. But basically, Tony, he ran them off their legs. Quite amazing when uh, you consider as well. I, I think that was like a second emergency that was in the field. Uh, yes, there were a, a dual uh, acceptor too. Yeah, there were a few scratchings there because there weren't enough riders, and that's a whole other topic that we have touched on before, and we will continue to, I'm sure, in uh, episodes of Bush Beat Ahead, but it would have been uh, almost uh, a little bit of nerves for Michael you know, thinking, well, am I going to be able to get this 100th winner home today? And that quite often happens. Uh, you know, it's almost like getting a monkey off the back when you're trying to get to that sort of milestone. And, you know, you're almost trying too hard in this race. And he nearly managed to do it in the first. But when I say nearly, he was beaten four lengths on Heaven Bless in the first race. And then by the time you get to race four, uh, you'd been looking at uh, when you were heading out to the races and thinking, well, I'm not even going to get a run being second emergency in a field of 12. Um, and that was the one that ended up bringing home the milestone. Yeah, and he did it easy. is what you'd call an armchair ride after coming off a third at Cunnamulla last start. So well done, Les Baker. And the, the two remaining rides of Michael's were back in the field. So it was good that he achieved that 100th winner. It's a, a milestone for any jockey. As you said, went so close in the first. Well, not in terms of margins, but ran second on Heaven Bless and took cutest money for Charlie Prow. But here's another story of a winner. Empire Princess, David Rewald, trained and ridden. Now... A good omen here for the day, of course, owned by uh, Dan and Marie Pittman. Dan being president. Marie, of course, the backbone behind Dan, making sure everything's organised well and truly. They bought this horse, this mare, for $3,000, and it returned them something like 11200 due to cutis. Tony, why wouldn't you buy cutis horses? Because the first prize money was six. The cutest bonus was three and a half, and it's a mare, so there's another 1750 Yeah. What an easy return, if you like. It's all easy when they win, of course. But Empire Princess, that returned the the 3000 very quickly and nicely with a four-length win over Heaven Bless and my fixation. And Speed to Burn, it just um, rolled to the lead and gave nothing else a chance, and it's progressed out of that maiden class very quickly. So Dan Pittman was a happy man, and the good thing was he's got this new set of colours they designed. He hadn't been on track when Strawberry Blonde won in them for the first time in the colours, but he was on track for Empire Princess, so congratulations to them there. You mentioned Jason Misson uh, having the double. We mentioned Bootshaker. Well, a good uh, ride also on El Jaroba, up on the pace, leading, sharing the lead. And, of course, Junda for about the first five races, they were all in the leading division or leading. And El Jaroba consistently racing after a second at Longreach last start, defeated Oliphants and Asprey Park. And, and Jason Misson's riding going from strength to strength, uh, confidence uh, booming, getting on good horses and producing um, the goods. 
uh, when we looked at the uh, benchmark 55 over the 1400, well, this one was uh, set up for a, um, a leader, and now saying Johnny Rudd. Well, there's that man after his um, great efforts at Roma. Great to see him in the winner's uh, circle for Boy Foster, and now say the Ross say placed at three of its last four. And it was able to lead throughout. It got three to four in front. Nothing else wanted to go with it. And it, it was left to Reconnish to flash home from back in the field to go down three quarters of the length and Strawberry Blonde into, um, into third. But great to see Johnny Rudd with that result there. And, of course, we then came to the TJF Milk Cup Open Handicap over the 1,400. And this was the only horse on the day that came from the back to get a win. And congratulations, Gary Bignall. We've heard Brett mention that he's based now in the southwest corner down that Charleville area. And Ross Tilly rode it to perfection, never left the rails, let it creep up along the rails, sitting on the back of the leaders, coming to the turn. Uh, challenged by Heroism Arcade that had been in the front and setting a decent pace and Doom was coming into it. But in the end, he went right away, um, this gelding by Trusting. And it came off two very good seconds at its last two runs, one of them behind Nick the Skip, an inform horse, defeating Doom and Heroism to wrap up that meeting at Junda. And they really look forward to their Sunday meeting, 3rd of October, for the Junda Cup meeting. As we mentioned, that uh, was the first of the uh, Cancel's races from the 2021 Simpson Desert Racing Carnival. That was obviously Batuta Birdsville Baduri was meant to be Birdsville this weekend. Well, of course, Bar Calden get that replacement tab program on Saturday. The following weekend, uh, Baduri out and Ilfracombe in. Uh, Nuremar Picnics are uh, now going to be 2nd of April next year. They were going to bring that forward a week. Uh, we're going to lose a long-reach meeting somewhere along the way in April next year as well. And that's all because Birdsville will be transferred to Sunday the 10th, Monday the 11th of April 2022. And that uh, long-reach meeting moves to a Sunday at this point in May, Tony? OK, there you go. There's an update on that. So, yeah, that's just a little update there. And details on that, of course, available through the Racing Queensland website, which is where you can catch the replays of all of the country races if you're not watching it live on On The Bit Racing Australia. Uh, on the Saturdays, you can uh, then catch up with some of the uh, race replays uh, through Racing Queensland. Just go to their race replay section. You'll see the tab replays, and next to it is now the button and the uh, index there for the non-tab replays. You can go in meeting by meeting and catch up with all the replays there from the weekend, like we did to be able to grab the call of the Wombo Cup at Warra on the weekend. At the 400 metre mark and skipped away merrily. Out by three lengths, my best effort staying down to the inside. Valada Harris followed by See for Yourself, Miss Lears. Uh, followed by Abroys, the widest as heads to turn for home. Merrily's a handy leader. My best effort, Miss Lears are trying hard on the outside. Merrily in front. Miss Lears with a big bounce on the outside coming out after it. And Merrily hanging on when wins the cup. Merrily beats Miss Lears and my best effort back on the inside has run third. Valada Harris running fourth in a Big cup for the Schrader stable, followed then by Yolangi. A great win there by uh, Mira Lee, uh, leading most of the way to take out the $12,000 Western Downs Regional Council Wombo Cup at the uh, Warra race meeting, the annual meeting that was uh, moved from uh, July when it was uh, rained out uh, uh, across to the end of August. And last year they had to move to December due to COVID, but I think they might have fi found a new niche in the racing calendar because the weather was beautiful. They had uh, a thousand uh, people prepaid uh, bookings, uh, so the uh, facilities were uh, uh, capacity and uh, over a thousand people there. And of course, it's a very unique track, only a short run home, but it's a grass track between the Chinchilla and uh, Dolby. And uh, it, uh, of course, featured uh, a very big wheat crop, which uh, prevented most of the people from seeing the other side of the uh, track. So 
but uh, it certainly produced some uh, great racing. They had capacity fields. Uh, there were 53 horses for the five races, uh, so they can start 12 there, which is unusual for uh, most of these uh, country tracks, and eight horses missed out due to um, the uh, capacity. But a great win there by Mira Lee for uh, Jeff Schrader and Hannah Phillips following up his win in the Wondai Cup recently. And a great training performance by uh, Jeff and uh, his wife, uh, Shirley, who raced uh, Mira Lee. Jeff, of course, uh, perhaps uh, uh, using some of his craft uh, from his days out in Maduri where horses uh, raced a couple of times a week and uh, were used to backing up because this horse backed up from a tab meeting at Dolby on the, uh, th- on the Tuesday where he ran a creditable fit. Uh, to uh, come out and win on Saturday. But the uh, extra kudos in this uh, performance was that uh, Tuesday's performance was over 1,400 and he was back to 1,100. Uh, Obviously, he was using his race fitness, but the worry was whether he would have the speed in his legs, but that was quickly dispelled at about the 700-metre mark when he uh, took over the control of the race and uh, he just just gave nothing else a chance. Uh, Miss Lears for... Uh, Steve Kirkwood and Jasmine Cornish got close down to three quarters of a length at the end, was finishing strongly, but uh, Mirrorly was uh, was too good. And they ran the second fastest 1100 ever run on the uh, track, 103 and 91, just outside the 18 uh, year old track record. Uh, third in the race was a favourite, my best effort, coming off a uh, eighth at Dedeman for Dave Reynolds and uh, Shannon Stephan. Uh, and uh, was a favourite for the event. The third run for the stable was uh, quite a good effort. So, great win by Merrilee, the highlight of the uh, program. The other highlight was the running of the cutest, which uh, attracted widespread interest, including the Group 1 winning trainer in uh, Rex Lip, uh, Les Ross, who trained many a winner at Tawara when he was based at Miles. He had a, a runner there, but uh, the uh, cutest money did go off in the Vanderfield cutest maiden plate because uh, a vision for William Crop and Gary Gearan uh, followed up his uh, third, first up third at Gunderwindy, then a second at Roma and went one better. And uh, he uh, sat just off the speed and proved uh, too strong in a very close finish where there was about uh, two and a half lengths between the first eight runners across the line. So very competitive race. But a vision got the uh, the run at the right time. Gary Gearan back in the uh, centre of the uh, the, the uh, field opened up for him and uh, he got through. He has a few quirks, this horse, and uh, Gary was uh, uh, certainly nursing him down to the line, but uh, he uh, he won well. And well done to uh, William Crop because uh, that's his uh, third career winner, uh, emulating his uh, following in his dad's footsteps, and this is only the second horse he's had, and of course he's got two wins, including a Metro win with his other filly, and I promise you. So the vision, who he picked up, uh, from Dad to, uh, to muck around with because of his issues and he had a host of gear changes leading into this preparation and it's worked wonders. There was some cutest money paid out for Spanish Beans for Dave Reynolds and uh, Shannon Stephan uh, running in uh, second place, uh, Spanish Beans. Uh, he's a uh, three-year-old Spill the Means uh, gilding and uh, will pay to follow, obviously, with a, with a sound effort. And third in the race was Try to Be Good for Michael Hemmings and Zach Spree. The day got underway with an all-the-way win by Igbo for Tom Maloney and Gemma Steele. Gemma's had a great start to uh, the new racing season. She's racing herself out at Chinchilla at the moment and picking up some good rides. And uh, 
Igbo. It was our only ride for the day, and he was first out and first home. He showed plenty of speed in a number of races uh, in Victoria. This was his third run since he's moved to uh, Kingaroy, and he was simply too fast for them in the Nutrient Ag Solutions made and played over the 8.25 at the start of the day. He beat home Take Me Out Back and uh, Dusty Hayes. Uh, the uh, Grand Corp Class B over the 1,200 was won by Shane Job. He had a host of gear changes to try and get him back into form. It was his third run back on a spell. Kevin Sims, who also is having a uh, a great season, teamed up with jockey Jasmine Cornish, who also is having a great start to her riding career. She claimed three there, and Shane Job was able to get over the top of the Matt Crop train learning curve late in the race and uh, proved too good. Of course, he won his... Uh, a maiden at the uh, tab meeting at uh, Dolby uh, last preparation and it's taken three runs to get him back into form. Taking that out and another very close finish there with about uh, two lengths between uh, the first six runners. But the uh, hi- the highlight and the black booker out of the race was Kakatiya, uh, Kristen Roon, formerly Kristen Wink, uh, trained... Uh, a galloper, uh, ridden by Olivia Webb, was uh, must have been 20 lengths off the leader. And as I mentioned, it's only a 200 metre straight, and absolutely flew through to get the margin down to a length at the end. It was coming off a win at the Nanango meeting last start, so certainly a horse to follow. Just uh, couldn't go at all early and uh, flashed home late, and uh, will pay to follow. And the last race, the 1,400-metre event, was the Warra Hotel, Windsor Hotel, Benchmark 50. And this was an all-the-way win for Cappuccino, uh, following a similar pass uh, to a couple of the earlier winners, including the Cup winner, Mira Lee, taking over at the top turn as they ran back towards you. And uh, Cappuccino just uh, proved uh, too good for them, never gave anything else a look in. And a, a winning ride for Olivia Webb and uh, Jackie and Wayne Crompton going back-to-back after a last start win. Uh, beating home there, Rock Me Hussey for John Thomas from uh, uh, Toowoomba. And third home was Madame Attack for Dave Reynolds. So uh, an excellent day of racing with a big crowd. Plenty of that atmosphere there for their annual meeting. And well done to the Warrell Race Club. I'll join you in a fortnight. We've got the Gundawindi Cup meeting coming up. So uh, the, the next of the uh, Cups are coming up at the Gundawindi in a fortnight. So I'll join you then, boys. Good morning, all. Good on you, Brett. Thank you for that. Brett Moody reporting in there, Rob, for with all of the news out of the Warra program on the weekend. Going to be a busy weekend, that one. That's uh, Saturday week. That's uh, the Cairns Amateurs Cup, same day as the Gundawindi Kleinschmidt Cup, same day as the Morven Cup, same day as the Thangul Cup. The cups floweth over at this time of the year, Tony, because we still count down to those big ones that uh, occur south of the border as well. But yes, there was... There was one other good meeting, and, and it was really the Camelwheel race meeting. Transferred to Mount Isa, and Mount Isa Club looking after that meeting on the weekend for Camelwheel. And uh, some good form came out of that Mount Isa TAB meeting, and it flowed through to this meeting where Jason Hoopert bookended the program, and Stephen Roy's also had a double. Now, Jason kicked it all off and took the cutest money for Damien Finter on Forgotten Bow. This one's having its first run for the stable after coming out of the Townsville area. The Golden Archer ran third here at its last run, defeated Costa Royale and Tank Attack. Tank Attack's getting closer and closer to that maiden win, although he's well beaten. That was the other thing. The margins went back to being fairly large again at the Mount Isa meeting, except for um, about one race on the program. But Jason then combined with Stephen Royce at the end of the day in the feature event. The Post Office Hotel Camelwheel Cup benchmark 60 over the 1450. And this horse has been in good form. Banksy strikes. Uh, it won here on the TAB day. It's now had three wins and a placing from five on the track. It's a six-year-old by Wanted. And it's in really good career form, defeating Farfar convincingly by three and a quarter lengths and cash bundle 
into third Warren uh, and Karish Bundle third Warren Bungle into fourth place. So uh, congratulations, Jason Hooper there for the the double. As I said, Stephen Roy is also a double on the day. His other win came with a horse that was super impressive on that TAB meeting day. It was called Level Eight. And Rick McMahon continuing in good riding form on this high chaparral. Defeated McKellar's voice, the stablemate, convincingly by over five with Magic Town. A little bit of an improved run there into third for that galloper. So as I said, um, this form line coming through that TAB meeting, uh, very, very strong on the day. The other two winners, uh, Rick McMahon also a double. His other winner was all about me for Bob Burrow, the Dreamscape, having its second run for the stable. Defeated... Uh, Rockethead, that was a winner on the TAB day, and Arthur Crown in for third. In fact, runners uh, that finished second through to fifth, all supplied by Tanya Parry Stable. And uh, Tanya was not left um, without a win on the day. It came with Ticket Keeper and Terry Hill, uh, defeating Marcy Magic and Torasumi into third place. And another one that's been in the money at its last few run, this Ticket six-year-old. So really good to see um, the form line showing through. Great to see the cooperation with Mount Isa working there for the Camelwell Club. And I know some Camelwell stalwarts who go there, including uh, our secretary at Longreach, Ann Webber, they trekked up there for the day and helped out uh, with various jobs there on the day. So it mightn't have been at Camelwell, but it still had the feel of a good Camelwell meeting up there at Mount Isa, Tony. I'm starting to get a little bit of a feeling. It's uh, it's nice to see the, the positivity and the, the wanting to help everybody out just to keep country racing ticking along. There's a, a little bit of a buzz going along at the moment, which is really lovely to see. I know that we've all been through some pretty tough times and some tougher than others uh, from drought into COVID and everything like that. But it's really nice to see these uh, clubs pitching in and helping each other out. I think you've summed that up beautifully. The key word being positivity and, of course, uh, the growth in prize money. And I do believe with that change of September 1, there's a cutest race on every single country race program. So it's a good time to be investing in uh, in owning a racehorse and uh, particularly with the young groups that are getting together and, and they're a new dimension um, coming into the onto the track with ownership. And then that in turn leads to them coming into uh, committees and clubs and keeps the tradition of country racing going strong. This weekend, uh, following on from the TAB meetings today at Rockhampton, Thursday at Townsville and that bigger program Saturday at Bar Calden. Saturday's racing to include Bundaberg, Julia Creek, Mariba and Surratt Diggers. It's Mariba Cup Day and Surratt Cup Day this coming weekend. And uh, I think we heard Scotty Power mention Emerald coming up on the Monday as well. That's right. And I'll be headed to the TAB meeting at uh, Bar Calden on the weekend where at this stage there's uh, definitely eight races on the program and some of these nominations, Tony, it's going to be interesting if they all accept whether, you never know, they may even split one of those races as well, but we'll wait and see that on Thursday. So email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Any great stories out of country racing and jog my memory folks if uh, you do know that someone's riding their 100th winner and I've forgotten it on the day when I'm calling the race we can't have that happen again can we Tony <laughs> just uh, yeah <laughs> drop us a line if you know of something that might be looming and we can certainly pass it on to uh, whoever is relevant that we need to be celebrating these milestones and lovely that we can do it on the day and even uh, post uh, after the race meeting to be able to acknowledge wins like that uh, for uh, Michael Chappelle Michael Chappelle on the weekend but it's uh Another great weekend of country racing. We look forward to being back next week uh, on Bushbeat Tony. Good morning to you. Good morning to listeners. And I do believe you've got a holiday uh, coming up. You'll be away for a few weeks. And Steve Hewlett will be back in the chair from next week. That's it. Yeah, I'll leave you in Steve's capable hands and catch up with you in October. 
Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thank you too, Rob Luck, uh, Scott Power and Brett Moody for joining us on this week's show. Yes, I'm off for a little bit of a uh, freshen up before the spring, chance to get out and uh, hopefully enjoy a couple of uh, country race meetings along the way. And yes, Steve and Rob will be back next week to wrap up all of the country racing for you here on Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Have a great week.